Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Sports Coaching Podcast with me, Sam Omshaw, and today you're listening to the final episode of this remarkable first series. So the podcast started out as an idea, I wanted to create a coach education tool to bridge the gap between academia and coaching practice. The success of the podcast has been unimaginable. We've hit over 1,000 listeners in six continents spanning over 50 countries, which is just simply amazing. With this being the final episode, I wanted to take the opportunity to say a massive thank you to everyone who has supported and shared the podcast over the last three months. And of course, big thank you to all our listeners. So in this final episode, I'm joined by Tobias. He is a talent scout for the German Football Federation. And it's it's such a great episode to finish the series. So he shares with us an insight into the DFB's approach to talent development. So thanks again to all. Really looking forward to bringing you season two in a few weeks time. And I hope you enjoy the episode. I'm Tobias Schulze and you're listening to the Sports Coaching Podcast with Sam Hornshaw. Okay, so welcome to the latest episode of the Sports Coaching Podcast with me, Sam Ohmshaw. The podcast where we explore and discuss topics from the academic world and begin to explain as coaches how we can implement these into our coaching practice. As always, I hope everyone is well, safe and, and keeping occupied. Lockdown seems to have seems to have left us in the last couple of last couple of days, so sort of getting a bit back to normal. So uh, life's life's getting there. So yeah, hope everyone hope everyone's doing doing okay. So really a really interesting guest I've got this week. I'm delighted to be joined all the way over in Germany. I'm delighted to be joined by Tobias. Tobias, how are you? Uh, I'm fine with you. Yeah, very good, thanks. So, uh, how's how's everything treating you with the current situation, the coronavirus, everything okay? Yeah, um, actually, um, I'm also um, um, in a company, I work for a company in Germany, an analytics company, and uh, there normally we are supposed to go two days per week to work, um, but me... I I, um, I want to develop, uh, for example, the French market in the, in uh, on our enterprise. Yeah, yeah. So I go there every 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 day, uh, like like a normal day, if you want. Yeah. And, um, yeah. In Germany, I have already heard that the restrictions are not as strict as uh, in Great Britain, for example. Yeah. yeah. So um, we we can do almost everything at the moment. Um, before it, we had to do some, to pay some attention on the other uh, other people that we we couldn't be as much people as you want in some some areas. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's progressing now, and the football is, has all, also yeah. already begun. All the eyes on the Bundesliga. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And um, for example, this this weekend uh, also the the third division and the the women's uh, first league will also be begin. Uh, so uh, there's. Now some football in Germany. Smashing, smashing. Yeah, great yeah. football as well. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying watching more attention to the Bundesliga, probably more than uh, more than ever. So, yeah, really great stuff. So, so Tobias, tell us, I guess to start us off, tell us a bit about your experience then. So, wrote a couple of couple of rolls down on the paper here, but I think it's probably more appropriate for you just to just to tell us a bit about what you've done in your coaching or what you're currently doing in your coaching. You've got some really really prestigious roles so over to you so um i can talk like um from the beginning on uh, yeah, yeah. i have begun um as an under 11 coach in my hometown 
then I went uh, to one year later to the to the under 16s and uh, that's also where I, where my passion really began because I was still a student and after this I really wanted to to integrate a, a professional club club and um, so um, a scout from uh, Kaas Eupen, uh, a first div first division club in uh, Belgium, um, um, asked me to come for the under eight team. Uh, so I, I was chef coach of this. For me, it was really interesting because uh, I've never done like this uh, something like this uh, before. Um, I really wanted to know something about this category and uh, how you can develop some players uh, from the beginning on when they have some weaknesses, uh, what can I do? And that was my attention, not because I was really interested into the into this age, but it, I, for me, it was important to, to learn something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm still a young coach. So I went there and when I was there, um, I saw that, for example, the the coach of the under 21s and the under 18s, they had uh, they hadn't uh, really an assistant coach. Um, sometimes sometimes they had, but sometimes not, and they they uh, need some help. So I proposed, and uh, they took me with them to training. Um, they showed me a lot of video analyzers, uh, training stuff. Uh, I could integrate this training, give some training lessons, etc. And um, after this, after some weeks, um, I also integrated uh, the scouting and uh, analysis uh, stuff because it was not really developed in, in the team uh, yeah, because Kaas yeah, uh, yeah. is only a little team in, uh, in uh, Belgium. They are developing, but at this moment, there was one, only two persons for scouting in the yeah. whole club and uh, only one, one, uh, one person for the whole analysis. So it's, today it's nothing. And uh, when you look, for example, the teams of Premier League, Bundesliga, they have all great staff. So yeah, there, yeah. there was only yeah. one person. Yeah. So I did a stage of three months there, and um, I, I uh, helped them a lot with with analyzer scouting, training. I did some daily stuff, and I was part time there. And uh, for me, um, I had to do a work uh, for full time job. But I was only there for a part-time job, and um, so um, me, what I wanted to to do is uh, integrate a football industry, but full-time. So I went to Stuttgart because they, uh, um, the current company for me, um, proposed me um, a job, a full-time job. Uh, so I went there. Now I'm in Stuttgart, and um, since one year and a half, and um, I've coached already some some Yauf teams um, of different categories, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. under 17, under 15. Um, next season I will integrate an under 17 team. Uh, what's really interesting there, and um, at the moment I'm also um, a scout and uh, and a tra selection trainer for for the DFB for the category of uh, the under 12s to under 15s. What is really interesting, um, but um, yeah, I, I want to develop at this uh, level also. Yeah, yeah, smashing stuff. I mean, just t just tell us a bit more about your work with with the DFB. I mean, that is that's a that's really interesting. I'm just intrigued to know a bit more about your your role there and, and sort of the stuff that your your job entails. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um... Basically, I was only there um, for for my for my coaching license because uh, you need some points for it uh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. validate it. So um, I took some two two lessons, and then uh, the coordinator of the of this uh, of this region came to me and uh, asked me that I've 
if I would be interested uh, in a trainer role because uh, he was uh, he was curious about my work um, and um, also have had a look watched uh, some training uh, I've done so uh, he was convinced of me so he asked me and I asked, I, I told him yes and now um, I'm giving coaching le um, lessons to uh, some young people um, from under 12 to under 15 once per week uh, it's every Monday and um, also I have with my with my with the other trainers uh, that are with me at this uh, at this training the Monday we are five at the moment we have um, every everyone has his uh, clubs where he's doing some scouting yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the relationship with uh, with the clubs and um, when someone has has something or talent in his club and he can talk he can tell me that um, I will invite him uh, to the training and we look after this guy and uh, do some some programs with him and that's that's uh, basically the work I do and I also do uh, some scouting in other regions um, and I'm in contact with some some coaches so very nice. It's not in Germany, but it's only in a little region. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Is it enjoyable? Enjoyable being a scout? Uh, yes, I, f I think because uh, I was already in, in touch um, with some some clubs and uh, in touch with the gen with the scouting in general uh, before when I was at Cars Open. You have a lot of relationships with some people, with some clubs, also with um, some some players. So um, I think this human human work, um, I, I really enjoy it. Smashing, smashing. I mean, sounds sounds like you know wealth of wealth of great experience to uh, especially to have on the CV with your coaching going forward. You know, but really, really intriguing stuff. So we'll move on to we'll move on to our topic today, then, Tobias. So for everyone listening, what we're gonna chat today is the the topic of of talent development. So it's something that is is widely widely talked about within sort of the world of academics of sports coaching so we're going to dive into a bit of that today so we're going to firstly just talk about what is talent development give a, a brief introduction we're going to talk about how we begin to develop talented players so I guess from a sort of point of where we go around in our practice and, and try to develop players uh, to hopefully go on and, and fulfill their potential Tobias is going to give us a, an insight into some of his experience of talent development and and how the DFB develops football players over in Germany, which is something that I'm really interested to hear. Then we're going to talk about how to develop players to become all-round talented players. Sorry, all-round players. So again, just a couple of tips from Tobias's experience, ideas from what the uh, German Football Federation incorporates, and then a couple of ideas from academic literature. <laughs> Some handies, they were 
all all the dates on the street, so there were already movement talents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at this moment, not every movement talent was a good footballer. Yeah. Or a, a talent, a talented footballer. So for me, it's not a movement talent. It's it's for me a talent is someone who has some skills, some competencies in certain areas of the game which stand out from a crowd. Yeah. So yeah. that means that, for example, someone who is really fast. For example, for taking the movement or for taking the topic uh, that I had uh, yesterday in this podcast, podcast um, someone who is really fast, he has a certain talent in this area. Or someone who is really good with the ball, who can dribble a lot of players like Messi, he is, for me, a talent in this area. Yeah. Or someone who has um, a great shot for, from distance, he is talented in, in this area. Yeah. And... Um, for me, also a talented player um, is someone who learned comp these competencies and skills very quickly. What you what you are teaching, because we are all I, we are, we are trainers and we learn the players a lot of skills, a lot of competences, tactics, uh, techniques, and someone who understands it really quickly and can learn it really really quickly. For me, it's it's someone who can who can be identified like like a talent. And uh, is also able to uh, to recognize uh, situations and propose solution solutions very quickly. I like that. Yeah. For example, yeah. For example, um, if I take um, Iniesta or uh, Xavi, they they can read a lot of situations during the game uh, before the 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 other guy recognizes it. So, for example. Um, the tactics of 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 uh, of, uh, of the opponent of the opponent they already see it and uh, they already think about it during the game so not all, only when the game is over yeah. they 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 are two or, or three three um can I, how can i say um um two or three balls uh, ahead of the yeah, of the, yeah, of the yeah, other yeah. players yeah yeah, yeah. and um Someone, someone who, for example, um, a youth player who integrates the, the first team when he's able to adapt to the to this next level, to the next step, because youth football is not the same as senior football. Yeah. It's a lot of lot more physical, tactical, fast. If the youth player can really adapt um, very quickly to this situation, for me, it's 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 a talent. It's a it's a talent to do this because a lot of talented players, young players, um, integrate the first team. Yeah. And then they they, they don't go to the next it's level. Like yeah. uh, it's like uh, they couldn't they, they can can can't play football anymore. Yeah. And for me, um, to to uh, finish this uh, this talent uh, expression, because finally. You have a lot of talented players, even on the amateur uh, level and the non-league level. For me, or, or if I if I can take the, the the example of some players in the professional level, they are all talented. Yeah. If they wouldn't be talented in some area, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. someone who is a super talent for me, like Messi, Mbappe, uh, Maradona, everyone, it's someone doesn't look for the best common situation yeah, yeah, that yeah. Uh, is proposed by the by the coach or by the staff um, it's someone who 
proposes the best solution that fits on your, on his skill during the game. Like Messi, probably the coach or one coach tells him to defend more or to play the ball in some situation, but it's perhaps not his not his not his strange to do this. Yeah. So yeah. in this special situation, he don't. He he won't do what the coach is uh, asking. He will do his dribbling because he's he's a great dribbler. He can he can dribble five six players and then he scores. And that is what what he's he's um, that that is why he's different from other normal talented players. Yeah, yeah. So that that is talent for me. Yeah. I, I guess a lot of a lot of uh, guys have another opinion than me. It's it's and it's okay for me because everyone in uh, football has has different opinions and uh, different point of views. It's only my uh, my opinion, finally. And um, how how can I develop talent? Me, I see it with uh, different methods like uh, trial and error, observation, repetition. Uh, etc. You, you have a lot of different methods um, in, in football, um, and all of them have his uh, has their have their um, their rights and are right. Um, some some it's it depends of of the different point of views. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, me personally, I do it on an individual basis. But in form of play, so like um, a lot of small side games, um, yeah, yeah. and um, I try to train the strengths to force them, and weaknesses too, that um, they finally the weaknesses will be also some strengths or won't be um, won't be the weaknesses anymore. And um, I also create a profile for, for the player, for every single player, where I see his strengths and also his weaknesses, so that we can work on this. And um, also that the, the, the player sees this profile, it's really important. And he, for me, it's also really important that he's okay with this, yeah, because yeah. if I say, for example, he, he dribbles really good, and he finally he says, no, I, I don't do this. We we have probably different different uh, different point of views of that, and um, we have to explain the situations. He perhaps he convinces me, and um, um, I have seen something that isn't there actually. For example, me if uh, I also play I also play football, and um, on a non-league level, it's really a bad level. And my trainer told me that I'm really fast, but I'm I'm as slow as uh, as I know I don't know. <laughs> So um, it's 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 cool. You have different point of views, yeah, yeah. and uh, you have to talk about it with the player. So uh, to create a really a good profile to work on it. Smash. And um, for me, I I also have the attention that the person has to overcome difficulties in his life if he will, really wants to to integrate professional level. Um, because in Germany, for example. If at the moment, I think the problem that we have talented players, but not as talented as other countries like England for the moment, France, um, Argentina, um, Portugal, Spain. We, we have good players, yeah. but only good. We have only, and we have also, for example, Kai Harvards, who is really a great talent, yeah. but it's only one. Yeah. And yeah. 
for a federation like the DFB, the German Federation, it's a really great federation. I think it's not Absolutely. normal. But I also think that it's um, like this because in Germany we have really optimal conditions. Yeah. We have a lot of academies, we have uh, great training grounds, synthetical grounds, um, a lot of trainer stuff um, for the player, uh, analyzers, um, a lot of scouts. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's op optimal conditions. If, if you compare to Africa player, African players or yeah. players in Argentina, they play without shoes on the streets and that's not not that's not optimal conditions but yeah, yeah. it's street football and yeah. there are great players great yeah. individual players i don't know if they are good on a team, team basis yeah, but on yeah. an individual basis they're really great yeah and so for me i i really love the street football and um uh, and some trainings i really love to to uh to let the players uh, play like they want because um it's in your in their genes and i don't want to to um to constrain to sort out this yeah this this street footballer of this guy yeah yeah and for yeah. me did this kind of footballs are really the greatest because yeah. they finally they are doing the differences in during the game yeah yeah and but um finally they also uh, have to to think about themselves because um if you are a good street footballer, it doesn't mean that you that you are also that you will also become professional. You has you have also to to uh, do some work, and that's begin with the the thinking about themselves. They have to ask questions um, during training and exercise sense. Um, and me, I don't care if they ask ten time time the same question or a lot of questions during training because for me, it's means that he's interesting in this, this training that he um, that he thinks about it that he thinks about the sense of this 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 thing yeah and for me it's better than a player who, who doesn't ask uh, some question yeah yeah and, yeah. and uh, for example um, that he is interested about the lineups the decisions I, I take and even um, if he's uh, involved in this decision uh, for example if uh, if he's a reservist um, one game and he doesn't understand it does he come to me and i will explain him why for example i have a special tactic or something like this and uh, also during training and and uh, also the games that he proposes solution himself like like Xavi or uh, like messi yeah even yeah. if it's not the the best solution but he proposed something, himself, he yeah. tried something, that, yeah. uh, that is for me a talented player and yeah. how he can develop too, because uh, if, if he's proposing something, if he's doing errors, then he progresses because um, in his mind it will work and he, the, the, the brain will say, okay, this was not the best solution in this kind of situation, you have yeah, tried yeah. it, but this was, yeah. it was not it the best himself. solution. Yeah. Yeah. And the I next time you will, you will do another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is um so they should also um work things out for themselves um that means that yeah propose the uh, solutions but also contents on trainings like for example the set pieces this um this season i've done an um a project um it was a set piece project because um i know i know i I have proposed some solution on solutions on set pieces, yeah. 
but I have noticed that during the season they don't work. We we uh, don't score goals on set pieces, but we are training them them uh, every week. But it doesn't go so. So um, I've asked my players if they. Um, I, I have uh, divided them into some groups, and uh, there were five or six players per group. I had a, gr a group of eighteen players, um, and every group had to to work during four weeks on two set piece solutions um, regarding corners and two uh, solutions regarding free kicks. And then he had to, they had to present them training. First, uh, first of all, the four solutions without pressure of the adverse. At, of the of the opponent, and after this, um, this uh, um, after they have proposed this, uh, after they have shown this, I have taken uh, three or four of the other guys that uh, were the opponents. So, um, and then they have noticed, okay, our solutions doesn't don't work anymore, and it, it was fashion fascinating to to see how they how they have begun to find solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had, they, they still wanted to. I asked them to still use the solutions that they they have proposed, they have that they have shown, but I wanted to to let them work out directly on the pitch, and the opponent says knows already what what they will do, and uh, they they had to to propose some solutions. For example, they have uh, shown a. A short solution uh, from the corner, and then um, bring it to the first uh, to the first um, to the first line, or to, on the second line. And the other ones they have already uh, watched it before, so they they know they knew about it. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. work. Didn't didn't work anymore. Yeah. So yeah. they have, for example, done the same thing. They have uh, played shortly, but they have played this. Uh, not directly on into the into the pitch, but they have um, do done a two versus one, for example. So they have taken into account the situation that is proposed by the by the opponent opponent, and they have um, work a solution out. So after this, the first game after this um, after the break, we had four four um, set piece goals. It was fascinating fascinating to see. They they have taken some res responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. They have proposed some solutions. Yeah. And for me as a coach, uh, it's not. I, there's no better solution than that, yeah. because um, I don't have to work anymore with them on on the set piece solution solutions. They are working them out personally. And um, yeah, they they take some responsibilities, and uh, I also think that that. Let them grow in their development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their game reading. Yeah. And um, last of all of this, uh, these things, um, how I can develop talent is um, I want to to critically examine their performances um, in an ev evaluation form. For example, me after the games and also after the trainings, I evaluate myself if, if the training form was good, uh, if it had if it had had worked or not. And I also evaluate uh, the players, how, how they have done, if they had some difficult difficulties, uh, if, the, if it was easy for them. And um, I also want that the players do this for their for their own, for their for the games and also for the trainings. And um, some someone who is uh, who is uh, giving um, 
10 or 10 on 10 for for his game and uh, me i see it like like him it's good and when he when he is giving 10 on 10 but me i i not a, the same opinion we can talk about it yeah yeah and based on this talking we we uh, we 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 can develop his his own personality and also his game because when you are on the pitch, you don't see things like the coach, and you, the coach doesn't uh, doesn't uh, see things like the, like the player. It's like yeah. this. It's every time like this, and yeah. you have to to uh, to um, to take a consent. Yes. Yeah. 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 There are also some other things how I can develop it. Um, you can demonstrate him what they are missing for the le- next level, uh, so you can analyze. They can analyze. You can do game analy- game analysis of themselves uh, and other players on their position. Uh, you can compare them to top players, what they do in their position. Top young players at their age, or play- if if it's uh, if it's not a starter, you can compare them to a player uh, plays in their position. If if he is a reservist, you can also um, exos- do do some exercises to outgrow themselves. So. Um, I, I'm really not a, a fan of some some runs, um, some endurance runs, because uh, for me it's uh, it's a waste of time, really. Yeah, yeah I agree but, with you. Uh, yeah. But I think, um, and I've done it personally um, some years before, because at this moment, uh, small side games wasn't uh, really the mode, so I had to 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 uh, to, to run all the, the the all the time during forty minutes and. What I think it is developing, it's um, really that the player has really to outgrow its it uh, himself, because um, if if you tell him um, t- twenty minutes to run, and um, after ten minutes he is he's really over, then you tell him no, go over, go over. His me- mental, he will be fit. It's perhaps not on on a on an endurance basis or something like others uh, football basis that he's uh, he's progressing, but on a mental basis he's re- it's it will do something. But personally, I will not integrate it into every training because I don't like to, to do this with the players. But yeah. sometimes it can be benefit benefit for them. Or for example, that uh, they train already. 30 minutes before training and the last 30 training 30 minutes after training like like some players like cristiano ronaldo do and um that it's that is uh, like you progress mentally you have to go over yourself and um the last point for me uh, how i develop talent is um that uh you can point out further possibilities um your your existing skills you can point out for the possibilities. So this I mean, for example, on a on a social basis, like for example um, a captain, and you a captain of the team. You are before final, um, and you have already um, already um, survived some situations in your life. And for example, you have um, lost some finals that. You, this time you choose the right possibility in the situation. So, for example, how to speak as a captain to a team before a final, yeah. to, um, to to know the, the right words, uh, what what to say, how to motivate the players. That's that is uh, how you how you develop this this further possibilities. Yeah.
fa- I mean, fascinating, fascinating stuff just for me to sit back here and and and, and just listen. Yeah. I mean, what what I couple of points I picked out there, which I found really interesting is first of how you say you know you're looking for players to recognize situations and and propose solutions i think in our country sorry in england what you would see a lot of particularly in the youth academies is the coaches are probably prescribing those solutions mm-hmm. and and getting giving the solution for the player to recreate so that's that's really interesting in that sense how how you're you're saying to the player, "No, you come up with your own solution," and and I think that's I think that's a really, a really great point. We can be, as coaches, we can often constrain player development. You know, so you mentioned you said that in Germany the players aren't necessarily playing on the streets because you've got these optimal conditions. I think a big part of talent development is the essence of play, learning themselves. So developing technical skills on the streets, learning how to control that ball, play that ball, come up with exactly. all different sort of skills. But the the environment of training, that's where we probably begin to implement the the tactical skills. So I mean that that's really interesting from from the idea of talent development in Germany. So do you think I guess more of an opinion, do you think that's a problem in Germany at the minute of the idea of Maybe they're not doing as much football on the streets. Is it? Is it very Germany? Is it very a lot of practice? If if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think you you have to see it um, differently yeah. because on um, on a social basis, these optimal conditions are really good. Yes. Because you don't want to be poor, like yes. like in Argentina, for example, or yeah. like in Africa. So. On this basis, it's it's good for the players that they are they are in uh, optimal conditions, and it's good they have that they have um, other trainees trainers like analysts, um, trainers, um, co-trainers, uh, scouts, um, um, a scientist behind them, and that you can work on it. It's really a, a great situation for them. Um, I think by doing this, um, you want develop the player a lot on a mental basis and uh, that they do some extra extra trainings yes yeah this i think really is a problem at the moment they um, take this op- optimal conditions like it is and i think that you um that grace to this optimal conditions i will be a, a great player that yeah. i don't have to do anything else yeah yeah and they don't play on the streets anymore a lot and um i think it's it's not the right solution to to do like this yes yeah i I'm, when i for example i i do some trainings um i don't like to train on on a on a synthetic pitch i yeah. i like to train for example on a pitch like yeah for example like a non non-league pitch on a on a sunday on a rainy sunday that they and first of all the players tell me why, why we go on this pitch we have a synthetic uh, beside yeah why yeah. We, we we can't we can't play it here why why not yeah 20 20 years before That's every player we played on yeah. this kind of field yeah, yeah. 10 years 10 years before too yeah. and now you tell me you can't play anymore on this uh, on this pitch yeah yeah are you joking <laughs> so yeah. yeah 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 it's it's like this and so i i tell the player 
today and the next weeks, you won't see any synthetical pitch. Yeah. It's like this that it works. Um, if you want to be here to train every time on, on the optimal conditions, then yeah. you have to go. Yeah. And you, you won't develop. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard for them because they... Because everyone says, yeah, we, we have to play on synthetical uh, pitches, take the optimal conditions. If not, uh, the players will, will, will take injuries. But for me, it's exactly not the case. It's the, it's the contrary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't any injury this year, yeah. really. Yeah. I was uh, training with them on really not optimal conditions. I was training with the, with them in sand, in um, on the, on the floor, on the streets, and uh, on the training grounds like on a rainy rainy uh, rainy Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. Um, what is happening is that their their body is um, is uh, developing and is um, is. Um, Get, getting used to this pitch and um, we had for example a game uh, during the season um, it was a we played um, on, a, on a pitch it was horrible horrible to play there um, every time when you played the ball on the floor it it takes ding 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 and um, it was horrible but because we have done this kind of training yeah our team had had hadn't any difficulties with, Playing, with uh, this kind of pitch. Yeah, the yeah. opponent, uh, he could only play long balls. Yeah. And for me, it was great of this training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so, mean, it's... Sorry, just, just, to, into, just to interject there. That's, that, that's really interesting because I think about the English national team in the last four years and some of the players of the youth teams we've got coming through now probably probably mm. 10 years ago Tobias everything was very constrained practice so what you might see on the pitch if you were doing training you might be getting players in pairs and passing to each other very you know we weren't allowing players to explore express themselves we were giving them the answer and we were constraining where we wanted him to do. And I think in the last four or five years, or, or maybe broader over nine or ten years, what seems to be happening in this country now is we're, we're allowing players to to just go and play and, and just go and, you know, so you mentioned you, you talked about super talent, finding the best solution. That's what a, a talented player does. And I, I think that's what the English... Football Association is now doing a bit more of and, and probably taking tips probably from what the the German Football Association Association sorry has done in the past. I mean that is that is really interesting for me thinking about our success if you like as a nation in the last four or five years. Mm. So I don't know if you've got anything just to add on that. Yeah, like like for example, uh, I'm basically a Belgian, so um, I have um, I have lived there for. Um, 70 years yeah and um when i came to gym when i came to germany for me it, it was like a culture shock yeah um because yeah. in in germany even the 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 dfb trainers and uh, all the the academic um, trainers they give already the solution to to, to the, the players. players yeah yeah or some 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 coaches also ask the players for the solution yeah if they don't find they give them directly. Yeah. But for me, it's, it's not. 
it doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't make sense because the the player has don't have to 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 uh, to think about it yeah when you give already the solution yeah and yeah. in belgium for example uh, what i think because now you have a golden generation yeah and they are first of of the world and yeah. i also think that it's great of this kind of of training that they have uh, um settled in place because you don't give the solution directly you ask the players um for the solution if they don't know you continue to play yeah if the fine. next situation yeah um happens you you stop and then the player generally he finds it himself yeah and yeah. if he's not finding himself you take it first step yeah you, you let them play and if the problem um is appearing another once you stop and then he has to give the right answer and if he's not um go giving the right answer you can ask some other questions sometimes and or but he has to think about it yes yeah. he has to propose me the solution yeah i'm, I'm the coach okay I, I know the solution but he has to give it to me yeah yeah because ultimately who's going to make that solution in the game the player and i think so in a broader aspect that's what so a lot of grassroots uh, sorry in grassroots football in in england what you'll tend to see a lot of tobias is coaches giving feedback all the time and and giving players more often than not the answer and the problem is one as the player isn't coming up with that solution himself or herself they're reliant on the coach to make that decision for them they're reliant on feedback from the coach to tell them what to do in these situations and that was a massive problem in England I think and ultimately why we think about our, our men's national team or our women's national team we were struggling because we were so con our players were so constrained they were not brought up to figure out a solution the solution was prescribed so I, yeah. I think that's I, th I think that's fascinating I mean is that something just going back to just just Germany and and how football is over there is that something that has always happened always that the coaches tell the players to find a solution yeah um, unfortunately it's like this yeah uh, here in Germany um, yeah in a lot of trainers um, give already the solution yeah not, not all yeah. but um, a lot and some others um, also do it correctly, so um, you ha you have uh, a gap between this, um, but there it's not it's not a lot. Yeah, and um, that's a ma massive problem at the moment for me. Um, and another problem for me is uh, actually that every every coach wants to control every time, every tr every training, every situation yeah. during the game, during the training, and for me. This is also not benefic. Yeah. Beneficial. Um, if I can take an example, for example, um, we had a select training um, of the fifty best talents of uh, of our region, and um, we we were doing some some training sessions, some exercises, and the trainer there he he stopped almost every time when he saw something that was going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was stopping almost every minute, yeah. every minute, every yeah. minute, every minute. Yeah. And for me, it doesn't make sense because 
if you stop every minute the player he 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 don't wants to 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 play anymore yeah. um every time when he makes an error it's it's stopped it's wrong, um, yeah. then you have to to speak about it five yeah. minutes yeah. and it's they 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 lose the 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 passion of the football for me yeah, yeah. So sometimes for, for me the best solution w would be uh that for example um during five minutes if you do an exercise or even 10 minutes um for 10 minutes you divide it into two parts for example the first five minutes and the second two minutes and you tell to the players um during the five first minutes i have five intervention interventions that i can do if i see something um, to to develop this i can do and the second part of the five minutes of the of the 10 minutes i you you can play uh for free mm. you can do whatever you want yeah yeah it could this could for me be uh, the best solution perhaps yeah i don't know if it's the best but for me it could be could be a solution yeah 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 i mean it's it's an interesting debate because i sort of coming from an academic background i've done a lot of research into this this stuff and it, it links to that idea i don't know if you've ever come across it tobias but the, the idea of deliberate play versus deliberate practice. So you're either allowing your players, there's no inherent purpose, you're allowing them to just go and play and, and learn and develop the technical, tactical, biopsychosocial skills themselves, as opposed to this idea of deliberate practice where you might be working on a specific technical or tactical aspect and everything is very focused on that and everything is, is designed, the drills, the session is designed to work on one one specific tactical or technical skill. For example, you might be solely yeah. working on side foot passing. And I think that's a real problem within talent development. I think when, when if we're getting really talented players, why do we want to constrain them? I think, and, and that's for me what the FA in England is... is, is kind of realised in the last five years that actually, I mean, I'll I give you an example. So when I did my coaching qualification here when I was 17, the coach educator turned around and said, so if we're teaching them a skill, you've just got, to, that's got to be the focus of that session, for example, side foot passing. So that's what I went and did. But I look at those players that I was coaching, I constrained them because they were maybe passing with the outside of the foot or so many different ways and I was saying no you just pass with the side of your foot and that is a you think about those solutions that's taking away that create creativity and that's what you know you mentioned when we're sorting the idea of a talent identification what 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 do we think talented players are we look for that creativity we look for that ability to to be able to come up with remarkable solutions for for a problem you know, a, a tactical problem in the game themselves. And so, if if we move on to 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 the next sort of segment, Tobias, I've 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 wrote down here training talented players to become all rounded players. So, what I mean by that is, I I look at, for example, the Ajax Amsterdam philosophy, where they yeah. train players in in every single position until the 15 or 16 and, and everything is 
it, it comes from this idea of, of athletic skills model. So everything is about developing general and sports specific skills, but through the through the use of fun play, not not trying to constrain practice. So I, I that's something I really I, I'm I'm a big believer of actually. I, I really like that idea of 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 training them in every position because they're not if you think about a striker, if you train a player in a striker striking position, all they're ever learning is to make decisions in that striking position. Whereas if you've got an all rounded player that can play in any position, you think about a, a defender when they're up for a colder. Well, if the ball comes to them and they've learnt how to play in a striker's position, there's more chance of them scoring. So I'm I'm a big believer on that. Is there any any thoughts from you on, on anything like that? Is there any tips on how we we create this idea of an all rounded player? Um, I absolutely agree what you say. First of all, because I'm also a great fan of um, the Ajax philosophy. Yeah. Um, because I also think that an all-rounded player, he has to play in every position. Yeah. And we don't have to forget that in youth development, the word, the word development means that it doesn't depend of some results yeah yeah you have if you are on a professional basis like ajax amsterdam you have to be the first all, all the time you have to 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 also um give some results i know this and it's 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 uh, it's okay because the players also have to to know how to win yeah but they have um they have found a great way to to combine the both because they, they give the possibility to uh, to every player to play every single position yeah. to develop on this. Yeah. For example, a defender who's, who's today a defender has played on a on a striker um, position, yeah. and from I think this kind of education helps him to, to better defend yeah. finally because he knows um, how a striker yeah, runs, um, yeah. Yeah, in which position point. he yeah. wants to go, and so he knows this. And he can say, okay, the, the striker are this kind of striker and he wants to go into this kind of position. Yeah. So yeah. I will take this room for me. Yeah. So he can't strike finally. Yeah. And this is really, really a great, a great education for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, is there anything that the, the DFB, the German Football Association, or sorry, German Football Federation, what are... What are they doing? Because over here in England, our perception is that Germany always seems to have these fantastic players. You know, you've won, what is it, five World Cups? You always, we call it German efficiency. You always seem to perform at, at the highest level really well. And there always seems to be, so I know you mentioned there's only Kai Havertz at the minute that may be a special player. But if you look over the last how many years, you always seem to be developing quality players that come through to the national side. And if you look at the Bundesliga, I mean, there's some great talents there at the yeah. minute as well. So, what, what, so what I, are the? Also, go on. Yeah, yeah. What I also want to say is that they are great players. Really, they they can play in, in, in national team, what is already great. But is it good enough to be really the best player of the world or the into the best ten best players of yeah. the world? Yeah, that's that really is interesting. For me, the, the objective of a of a federation like like the German Federation. Yeah. Um, for me, at the at the moment, there's no one except per 
perhaps Kimmich, yeah. who is in his 10 first, first players. And I think it could be even more. Yeah. Because yeah. you have optimal conditions, you have yeah. a lot of kids that are playing football. Yeah. Um, you only have to do some things. Yeah, yeah. Where you, where you can see what we are doing um, at the DFB, um, at the selection base. Um, what what we are doing uh, since um, this year only, uh, because it's only in place um, since January. Yeah. Uh, January. Uh, so we are doing some train team trainings. It's three trainings per training block. So, for example, a training block is a team, a, su a subject, like, um, for example, um, yeah, um, attacking football, how to create chances, for yeah. example. Yeah. A special team, uh, team um, like, um, yeah, um, how to create solutions in the final third. And, um, yeah, do we, we do some, we do three trainings, um, with the whole team or uh, divided into two groups. It depends on the on the number of the players. Yeah. So, for example, if it's twenty five players, we we divide it into into four groups even or um, or three groups. It depends also on the on the numbers of trainers there. And um, every group, every little small group, because the players are on his, uh, also uh, divided into some little groups of four or five players. Um, one trainer takes care of this little group, on, only of this group. Mm. He doesn't uh, tell something on the other players. Yeah, not 25 um, marks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. So, for yeah. example, one trainer for five players is taking care, care, then the next trainer is taking care of the other five players, yeah. then the next trainer, and so on. Yeah. And it's a team training, yes, but you are only looking for your players. Yeah. And then, yeah. after these three trainings, it comes to an individual trainings. You do, you take this uh, small groups of five, four or five players. Yeah. And you, uh, you as a trainer, you go with this, with this group still, and the trainer train with the group for a certain prolonged period, so that it means it means that he cr creates based on the team training that he has done during these three trainings. Yeah. He does profile of the weaknesses and the strengths of these uh, four or five players yeah and he discusses it with the with the coach of the of the of the team of this player yeah and also with the player himself and finally you have to be okay on this profile with the player with the coach on his uh, on his uh, club mm. and with your own own faults yeah thoughts. And so you set goals with the players um, per training block. So for this free train, free next trains trainings, because this train free trainings are based on what you have seen, and you you are still on on this training block. Yeah. And after this free small group trainings, um, you, you see, you look um, if the players have developed or not. And perhaps why they have, don't have developed, and then you can set some goals uh, for the for the with with the club trainer too. Because, for example, if you have a player who's um, who's not uh, good in finishing in the final third, um, even not after these three trainings, you tell this to the club um, club trainer, yeah. and 
he has. He don't has to, but uh, he can uh, work with the player um, on this kind of situation. So we involve the player, we involve the, the trainer uh, in his in his club, and we are also involved in, yeah. in his development, because yeah. finally we are only with the players uh, one time per week. Yeah. It's not a lot, but we are involved um, with this kind of situation. Yeah. What is also important for um, for our um, coordinator, with our for our base coordinator, is that um, if it's possible, the trainer of this kind of group, he has only player in his group that um, fits also to the strengths of, of the trainer. Because for example, me, I'm I'm really um, for example, I don't um, I I'm a defender in the in the whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, like uh, defending strategies, uh, how to defend, um, yeah. what can you do on your positioning, etc. Yeah. And so you take a group of four or five players, for example, defenders, and you work with them. Yeah. And another trainer take um, some some um, some strikers. Yeah. Um, so that is um, the, the the wish of the German. Uh, Football Federation, what we are, what what we are doing now, yeah. how we are training, and yeah. um, of course, at the moment, it, do, it doesn't make um, great players. But for, for example, in in ten in ten years, perhaps we don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, it w some some great players will will go will sort out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the, the, yeah. That's uh, also an example here, passing to prepare a shot on goal, you do tra free trainings with them, defining the strengths and weaknesses of the player regarding this training block, you do free trainings in small groups, and then there's an evaluation of this case. Yeah. And yeah. then you do the next, next block. block. Yeah, yeah fa fascinating. I mean, I like, I really like the point of not having 25 players for one coach you see that you see that so much in england uh maybe more so because sometimes more so maybe at grassroots level we don't have the ability to have two or three coaches but i think that's such a great point you know getting them into four and five players or a group of four and five players is is so much more you know you're thinking about as a coach being able to I guess best offer yourself and and be there to develop players. You've got to really be getting into these sometimes individual situations. So smaller groups gives more time to to work with players. So I I think that's a a, a really fascinating point and a really interesting point you make. Uh, yeah. I like as well trainer strengths. I think that's that's again maybe something we lack here. Putting the group so defenders with a defensive coach like yourself again. You know, it's, it's, it seems quite obvious, really, but we don't always seem to do it here. So, so really interesting, really interesting things there. I think does does the DFB or, or or just maybe what you might do in your own coaching? Do you have any ideas about maybe a concept of of donor sports or really diversification? So, some of the work I'm doing at the minute, Tobias, it, it's there's a lot in literature that talks about early specialisation. So, for example, just playing football from the age of five to the age of 16 and not being having access to any other sport or participating in any other sport the whole idea is that really constrains the player whereas if you have what we call diversification so they might be playing basketball football uh hockey 
and another sport that allows them to develop general skills but also if you think maybe let's say football and basketball there are similar tactical problems that arise in those games so it's allowing not only general skills but also developing decision making skills so is there any any thoughts on that from yourself or what the DFB might do? Um, my thoughts about this are really um, like this that I like diversification Yeah, and I think it's really really a good tool yeah and for example uh, if, if you take the example of ajax yeah um until 14 years they have to practice two sports yeah but i for me it's really a good thing because in the in the first years of the of the development um if you if you do some some other sports than football um, like uh, cycling like judo like um, basketball or or another sport yeah. or um, me for example i really i'm really a fan of gym yeah um, um, that they are doing this kind of thing they, yeah. they are learning some movements some some de- decision making yeah. what you can't do with them during some football training yeah, yeah. On its if, own, you, yeah. if you only do football training with them they are they are yeah uh, how can i how can i say they have never seen for example the flexibility in some some gym uh, movements yeah yeah massively yeah. i think i think it just goes back to the point of you know if they're just playing and and there was there was a perception in this country that if you want to if you want to go on and make it as a professional player you must just do football but it just constrains the players you know you're if you're only exposed to that sport you you you're only developing the general skills in that sport the sport specific skills you know even a sport like if you did football and futsal you think about futsal I think it's four or five aside. It's it's a smaller area. It's indoors. The ball's heavier, so that's promoting a lot of more opportunities to receive and pass the ball, and and that really helps in that decision making process. So, no. I mean, I'm a massive advocate of it, and, and interesting to you, or you are as well. And anything else to add, just on that point? Um, no, I only wanted to say if the, if you take the example of an African player, yeah, they are generally uh, really fast. They are flexible, yeah, and why are why are they like this? Because I, I guess that they are not doing some gym, basketball, handball, uh, judo, some other sports. They are only playing football all the day. Yeah. So it could be strange regarding what we said before, but they, for example, they are dancing all the day. Yeah. That is also improving their their flexibility and their 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 um, sense of rhythm and. Yeah. Um, for example, um, sometimes they have to to um, to. Um, there's a dangerous situation. Um, um, yeah, and they have to to uh, to sprint uh, really yeah. really um, fastly to to overcome this difficulty. Yeah, because yeah. they are they are per, perhaps they will be dead if they don't sprint like this, or yeah. if they are flexible flexible yeah. like this, and yeah. um, they 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 um will go on some some yeah how can i say uh, i don't i don't know the word i will just uh, just google it uh, yeah, no worries. Um, they will for example climb uh, yeah, sometimes yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. what 
and they are supposed to do it every day because um, it's perhaps a question of of death or or death for our life and uh, during their life, and um, that's like this that they are as flexible or as fast as they are. Yeah, and that's that is fascinating to see. Yeah, massively. And, yeah, and perhaps in in Germany or in uh, Great Britain, uh, this kind of situation doesn't appear because um, our life is good, we are in good conditions, etc. Yeah. So we have perhaps to to find other ways like the diversification. Yeah, yeah, massively. I mean, the example I always think about is 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 Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Now, black belt in Taekwondo, I I, I believe I, I might be incorrect there, in, in something like that, Jiu-Jitsu. So you look at some of the goals he scored, acrobatic, and people yeah. always they, they struggle to get their head around that. Well, how, well, why can he do that? Because he's a black belt in in, in jujitsu or, or taekwondo. He's he's developed those abilities to be able to get yeah. his leg that high and, and jump up and and do all these amazing movements, and then transferred that into his football game. So that's you know there's the famous goal against England. I think it was uh, for one Sweden. Oh, sorry, four two Sweden back in two thousand and thirteen. That 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 amazing goal. That's because he has so much time spent in in another sport and transferred those skills, and not even just from a maybe a technical or, or sorry general or sports specific or decision making viewpoint. Also, just for like life skills, so psychological skills, social skills. Mm. I think that the the diversification aspect or or being involved in another sport really helps develop those skills. So confidence, leadership, uh, communication. I, I think they're really, really massive points. And, and I think that's a great point you made. Uh, you know, and, and you're right, we, we're, we're lucky where we are. Uh, we, we have these opportunities and, and sometimes we forget. And I think it's, it, it, it's so important, Ajax, having another sport to be exposed to whether that's similar or slightly different is is so important in talent development mm, absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah that's a, that's that's a great point um in the in the in the development of a footballer i think and sometimes um i think we we are not taking this into account that that we only think that he has that the that the young um that the young people has to to um to play only football to become a footballer but i think it's uh, counterproductive um i think it's better to do like ajax that they do uh, one one other sport yeah. or three other sports yeah and um that they can really learn a lot of movements, some motorical skills, and um, I think this this is really important for the development. Yeah, massively, massively, massively. Massive. So, just just before we finish, Tobias, I don't know if there's any any concluding thoughts or anything else you you just want to add. Yeah, um, for example, um, I I told you already um, that if I if I can share the slide, I yeah, don't know yeah. if you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for me, development goes over years, um, and Love because you, you you can't you can't train all the different things in one year. It's not possible because you have to train um, technique, uh, you have to train physical aspects, you have to train speed, um, you have to train uh, tactical things, and so on. And you can't do it all in one year. It's not possible. Even if you train every day, it's not possible. So, development goes over years, and that's that we have to understand in every country. Yeah, massively. And massively. Also, that 
you have to be patient with with the players because it's of course the great players that are that are eight or seven and they are all already um, one meter sixty they are they are um, as faster in the execution than a small player yeah it's 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 natural yeah but yeah. you don't have to write off this smaller place because um in yester for example Xavi, messi that are not the greatest yeah but they have developed some other things because they had some disadvantages yeah. to this to these players and they have yeah. developed them yeah, yeah. over Great the years yeah. so so they 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 had to, to propose some solutions to 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 be better than the greater yeah. the, the the taller players yeah that yeah. is so we have to be patient yeah patience absolutely. is a really a great a great tool and we should all be patient during during the development of a player yeah, yeah. and also um if i could propose something um a solution during during um the the development of the player is um I take the example of judo. Judo, um, you can only go to the next degree. For example, the next uh, color, um, if you have um, if you have uh, showed some skills. And this, I imagine, I don't know if it could work, but I imagine that during the development phase of a player until 12, 13 years, it could this could be um, a model that we can use for the players too because if a player is not well in ball technique and you teach your subject of this year was ball technique or for example passing passing or dribbling and he's not good enough in this kind of thing what you have learned in then for me he does he shouldn't go to the next category he should perhaps stay with me and still work on this on this kind of thing mm. and when he is when he has um, developed this kind of thing, he can go to the next category. Yeah. And perhaps, yeah. perhaps the next player will struggle with the the subject of the next uh, of the next level, and he will stay a little bit longer. Yeah. And this, yeah. I think, it could well work in the in the development phase. After this development phase, it will be really difficult because um, you have some um, some. Um, some results to bring on. Um, you can show the um, the, t the table. Um, um, you have yeah, you have a table. You have a chart. Everyone looks at it. You can and the, the the parents will tell you no. My 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 son is twelve years. He play. He has to play in this ca category. It won't be uh, possible anymore. Yeah. But yeah. in this development phase where there is no chart, yeah. For me, it could be a, a possibility. Yeah. And yeah. also another solution can be, and uh, what is already in place in, in a lot of clubs is individual and extra trainings proposed by the clubs. So, for example, that you work with a, with a player that you that you do that you do like a, like I said a certain profile with strengths and weaknesses, and um, one time per week, um, one training, um, a special trainer work with them on this uh, kind of profile. Yeah. Yeah. If I take the example of Hertha Berlin, um, they do it already with uh, with their players, um, only with the top players there. Um, so for me, I imagine that it could even be with every player. Okay, perhaps you have to engage another another coach, but if you have six players of your academy and before it was only three, and it, this f six players are great to to your su coach uh, supplement coach, 
it, it's it's already a great benefit because you will probably sell this player uh, later and you will gain gain a lot of money for this so uh, finally it will be beneficial for you yeah, also yeah, to do this kind of things yeah yeah and uh, for example if 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 I take my training, um, I'm I'm training on a non-league level, but um, I'm doing like this: that one, we have three trainings per week, and um, two trainings are technique, tactic, etc. And uh, one training per week is only there that they play street football. Um, all the training, I don't even tell them one word. And me, I work with a group of four or five players. On their strengths and weaknesses and uh this during 20 minutes and then i take the next group of four or five players what have different strengths and uh, weaknesses yeah um, but similar perhaps and this could be a solution for example on a non-league uh, level yeah because there you have uh, you don't have three or four coaches for this it's not possible um so for me um i have proposed proposed this solution this year and i have really seen a lot of development yeah. but it's on it's only a proposition yeah a, a proposal no I, I really like that i think those are two two great ideas and would be would be particularly helpful within grassroots football as well as as well as within the academy so no no really yeah re- really great points there to add to bias so we will we will conclude there uh, for today uh, absolutely smashing chat really really insightful Tobias uh, today to me too to, to, to sit back and hear some of the stuff that's, that happens over in, in, in Germany and, and, and what you're doing within your coaching and, and in your various roles uh, so yeah re- really insightful for me so Tobias how can people anyone listening get in touch with you or follow you or, or contact you Twitter Instagram LinkedIn. Yeah, um, I'm for example present on LinkedIn. Um, uh, I can I can give you the link of uh, my yeah. my profile, and I um, I'm also open that they that they write me via emails, for example. Yes. And um, yeah, for for example, this kind. And after this, when it's really a, a good dis- discussion, and uh, someone wants to 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 know a, a little bit more and wants also to talk about it, I'm also um, really um, open to, to give them my phone number to talk about it because uh, I like to exchange with people, um, talk about football. For me, it's a passion and uh, a job. So uh, it would be great to exchange with a maximum of, of, of people. That's yeah. also like you as a coach or as a person that you develop yourself. Yeah, that massively. is really important. Yeah, yeah, great points. And I'll, I'll stick those on... I'll stick those on my website, Tobias, for, for people to see and get in contact with you. So once again, Tobias, really, really appreciate your time. Really, uh, really Thank enjoyable you. discussion and, and thanks for your time. Thanks again for everyone listening. Again, any questions for me, if, you, if you're interested about appearing on the podcast, don't hesitate to get in touch with me on my various platforms. So once again, thanks to Tobias. Thanks for everyone for listening. So there we have it, the final episode of Series 1 of the Sports Coaching Podcast. As I said at the start, again, thank you so much for everyone who has supported the podcast, everyone who has shared the podcast, and again, thanks to all our listeners. Really can't wait to get going with Season 2. So once again, thank you so much for your time, thank you so much for your support, 
make sure you stay safe and we'll see you back in series two